Hello and welcome to the podcast for Real Life Heroines with Susanna Liller. Join us bi-weekly as alongside of you, we work toward answering the call, knowing that stepping into our destiny always involves going into the unknown and exploring new landscapes. This show talks about those new landscapes, what it took to get there, and the real challenges that take place for most of us along the journey. Heroines don't stay in their comfort zone. They follow their inner guidance to grow and evolve. From the School for Real Life Heroines, your host, Susanna Liller. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast on the heroine's journey, where I get to interview heroines, heroines on their own real life journey, where we learn so much and get inspired and get motivated. And I'll tell you, today, Karen Briscoe is going to so motivate you and inspire you with her story. Karen, welcome to the podcast. Well, I'm thrilled to be here because we met because of your heroine's journey, and I had an opportunity to have you on my podcast, so pod swaps are a lot of fun, too. <laughs> right, and so remind me, I've asked you this before, what year was that? It was before the pandemic. Oh, my goodness, I'd have to go back and look. All right, um, don't look, but I'm thinking, so my book came well, out in 2020. Okay. We're looking back in, in 2018. Yeah, I think that's when it was published. So it must have yeah. been soon thereafter. And yeah. I have to tell you that it's such a joy. And I felt this way when we first connected to meet somebody else who was captured by the pattern and the whole meaning of the heroine's journey, which we're going to be talking about Karen's book, which is Flip Time, Love Life, and it's a heroine's journey, a five-minute success story. So she's a she's a she's walking the path, heroine. She's with us. So let me though first, Karen, if you would let me um, say a bit about you and and read a few things from your bio because I think I think it's so important. You know, often I talk to people coach people on their transitions, their heroine's journeys. And it's often um, they're starting something new or they're leaving something, you know, it's a, an active transition. Well, yours was different. It's about time and being busy. So let me just read this. So here's what Karen has sent me. Karen has been on a heroine's journey from being too busy and overwhelmed if I could see you all out there, I'd say, anybody relate? I'm sure you're all raising your hands to loving the life she has while she creates and co-creates the life of her dreams. As a mega real estate agent of the HBC group at Keller Williams, she consistently ranks in the top 1% selling over a hundred million in real estate annually. So think about that. I had to ask myself, I wonder what a mega real estate agent is. And okay, over a hundred million. And I'm sure you've broken that in a monthly, um, you know, one of your records too, right? Oh, yeah. We've had many years of a hundred million plus. <laughs> I'm sure. So at the end, and so again, it was about being busy and overwhelmed 
So in 2016, in her personal life at the age of 57, she was enjoying good health for her age, long and happy marriage to Andy, over three decades, and two healthy, well-established adult kids. Yet, there never seemed to be enough time or money. She felt as though there was something more that was hers to do. And again, people listening, those of you who have, you know, you think, well, I'm okay. There's nothing I'm transitioning to. But if you feel there's something missing. So she said, busy had become a competitive arena, a badge of honor. What she found is the only one truly stopping Karen was Karen. OMG, yes. She learned how to flip time. We're going to find out what that means to focus on meaningful activities and work. If she can do it, she tells us, you can too. She's the creator of the transformative five-minute success concept. And so she has written books in all different arenas, real estate success in five minutes a day, secrets of a top agent revealed, commit to get leads, 66-day challenge, consult to sell, so many different things. And all of these we will put in the show notes um, so that you'll be able to check all of this out. The daily format with take takeaways propels one to achieve success at a higher level in business and life. And her most recent book is the one I showed you, Flip Time, Love Life, based on the heroine's journey. And she's the host of a podcast, of course, which has had over 400 episodes. It got to be number one on Overcast, which is um, the most recommended in the business category all different types of guests who have achieved success at different levels. So it's about being an entrepreneur, success, motivation. Wow. So you are just so the right person, Karen, to be talking with us today. And, and again, I thank you for being here. Well, and I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you as well. So I know. I know. I got her hair once because that was one thing that I discovered on my journey. There's a lot of stories for the hero. Uh, there right. are, we need to tell more heroin stories. So. I, well, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. And the other thing I love talking with you about this is that one of my jobs or missions in my work is to help women understand they are heroines of their own story. And they have sometimes a hard time with that because they think, oh, no, I haven't done anything important. I haven't whatever. But just being able to navigate out of your comfort zone in any situation makes you a heroine. And I know you know what makes a heroine. So it's, again, good to have you here to connect with. Well, and you can start your story at any time or your that's, next chapter. Right. That, uh, that's another one of the messages of my heroine's journey is that yes. uh, most of my heroine um the the story starts late in life yes uh, in life after 55 so right that's usually the second half for most people yeah, yeah. so that you were there you were at 57 and you were were noticing you know i have so much but there's just never enough time so you decide to kind of work on that and take a journey around solving your time problem and this whole concept if you would explain to us flip 
time, love, life. What is it? Well, time uh, is what I discovered. I had had three epiphanies when you said the only one stopping me was me. I had three epiphanies. They all happened pretty rapidly. <clears throat> I was in a woman's coaching group and we had been uh, working on, you know, something that would be uh, meaningful to us that we wanted to have in our life. And we'd gone on this retreat. And so I had selected writing a book. And many people say they want to write a book. So that's right. what I did. Uh, many people say that and don't write the book. And I was that, right? People told me that I should write a book. And so the last day of this retreat, we were supposed to share what was stopping us. And the other women still to this day will say they, they saw the light bulb go off for me when I said only one stopping me was me. And for the first time, I found that empowering. Um, before I was looking outside of me for something else to change or other people to change or circumstances to change or the market to change. And I was waiting for other people, other things to change. And so mm -hmm. when I realized I had it in me to do, then I could start to see how to do it. Yeah. And so the second epiphany was um, I was uh, going to visit a friend and I was on a plane reading a book. Um, the well, several books, the two of them in particular, both written by women. Uh, one was Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yes, and, I have and, it in my on my shelf. It's wonderful. Okay. She um she wrote Eat Pray Love, which is what many people know her for. And yet I think Big Magic to me was so impactful. So several great ahas from it, but the main one was that there was some urgency to this calling, if you will, I felt called to write a book. And I, I thought, like a lot of people, oh, I'll do that when blah, 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 right? The kids leave home, I retire, I have, you know, this much money in the bank or something happens. And she talks about how in Big Magic that when there are ideas whose I, time has come, yeah. that the idea will come to someone. And if they say, oh, too busy, not enough time, then the idea will go find someone else to do it. Right. That <laughs> is such like, a concept. I know. And, I, and I've had this happen. I've had ideas, inventions before, and I saw someone else do it. And I was like, that I could have done that. Why didn't I do it? Well, I was stopping me, right? So that created the urgency of this is a now thing, not a future thing. So then I was still uh, perplexed on the how, because again, I really was busy <laughs> and overwhelmed. And, and yet at the same time, I'm self-employed and I have very supportive staff and business partner and husband and family. And so I was reading a book by um, Gretchen Rubin. Uh, she wrote a book called The Happiness Project, where she studied what people said would make them happy. And what she came to at the end of that was, well, why don't you do it if you know what will make you happy? And she discovered most people just didn't have the habits or the systems in place to right. build the building blocks for doing what they, they say they wanted their life. And so she wrote another book called Better Than Before. And in Better Than Before, there was one, I mean, there's lots of great ideas, but the one that stayed with me was the time hack of daylight savings time. Mm. 
Mm. And I, uh, it was October, it was fall of the year. And I thought, well, my body clock is already, you know, on that earlier hour. I will get up early and I will write then. And this is a very frequently used strategy for people to get up early to write their book. I was a self-professed non-morning person. So I was in that camp. And yet I kept saying to myself, well, I said I wanted to write a book and I something's going to have to give, right? I mean, I got to change that. I can change that. And my husband himself was like, really? You're going to get up early? Uh, so I was true to myself. And the more I was true to myself and held what I wanted in my life in integrity, then the more I was able to do it, right? It just became a positive self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, now there were things that happened along the way as there are often in the heroine's journey. I'm often, sure, yes. Know. So it wasn't like it was just, um, I, I know you know the Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz story, but because um, she's my favorite heroine. But I, you know, it's, mine, mine too, that's another thing that connects us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had some winged monkeys. I had, you know, the, <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West. I had, you know, some obstacles along the way. Uh, so I'm not going to say it was smooth sailing, but I did start to have that confidence and integrity inside myself. And uh, so that led to writing, you know, my first book, which then took me on another whole journey, which is what's so amazing about this call to adventure of the heroines, because the places my book has taken me, the people I have met, right? I've been able to do. And so, and I, I would say kind of like the big magic, once you start and you tell the world, the universe, you're here, ready, <laughs> willing and able, then that's when the things start to, for right. me, started to happen. Right. It's like, I, I've thought about it as you accept the call which and for you in this case was writing the book and doing it and finding a way to do it. And it's like you step into a river that then takes you from one thing to another. And yes, there are good things happen and bad things or difficult, challenging things, but the heroine perseveres because it's coming from the inside of her, right? She has to do it. So, so flipping time, that concept for you is figuring out the habits that are preventing you from using time in the best way. Well, I did sort of become a time guru. I mean, when you have a book that says five, you know, real estate success in five minutes a day, everybody wants to know how you do it. So I, I became over the next couple of years, um, you know, and, and still to this day, I get asked to be a lot of podcasts and speaker and coach on, on productivity and time. Um, the flip time love life came out of, uh, so on this journey, I ended up meeting Hal Elrod, who endorsed my book and the Miracle Morning. And because it's a wonderful resource to use for your Miracle Morning, particularly if you're in sales and you have, you know, this is part of your reading component. And so I became a part of his community and I was um, at a um, event with this community that we all were to present a TED Talk. So a short talk, and then we would be kind of like voted up, kind of like you either voted off the island or you're voted to stay. And no, pressure, present, no pressure, no pressure. Here. Then you would present at the big event in December. So I prepared what I thought was my talk to that I was mine to give. And I, I was voted off very fast. <laughs> it was like I even made it very far in the running. And, and the next 
you know, a couple of weeks later, I was in this coaching group again with another set of women, but it was the same leader. And we were all supposed to come up with something we were going to do. And this one woman said to me, well, Karen, I think you should do a TED talk. And I'm like, TEDx talk. I was like, do you know how hard that is? Like, I started off an island with my people that are my friends that I like and the, you know, or my community. I, I, how do you think that they think I should just go do a TEDx talk? Like that, that's like a good idea. She said, yeah, I think that's what you're next to do. She was making you get back on the horse. <laughs> And so I like, okay, right back to like, okay, I, I think this is mine to do. So I got a coach this time and I um, practiced and practiced and practiced and got accepted to a TEDx stage and presented. And I was like, okay, check the box. I did it. The next week, practically very soon, right after Hello Rod's um a leader called me or emailed me and said, Karen, we want really excited. We want you on stage. We want you to do one of the presentations. And I said, you know, John, you know, you all voted me off the island. <laughs> 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 I said, I'm all in, but I just want you to know. I mean, that's what happened. And she goes, he goes, yeah, I know, but we still think you have a message that we want you to deliver. And I said, well, the fortunate thing is I just did this TEDx talk why don't I send it to you? You can tell me whether you think this is what you want. And I did. And he and he said, absolutely, this he is it. it. Right. So anyhow, that led to the book because when I made the presentation, I had so, so many people come up to me and go, wow, I now looking at everything so differently, this idea of flipping time, because that was my talk was, um, because time is a creative thing. That's what um, Einstein said. So yeah. what it means is, is that it is a human construct and it's not time per se, it's the meaning you give to the time. Yeah. So for what he said is you can have, you know, be with someone that you love and you're doing something that's meaningful and time will fly by. If you're doing something you don't want to do, like sitting in a boring Zoom meeting or in traffic, time will stand still. So it's not time because it's the same for everybody. That's one, one given that we all have the same. Right. It's how you feel about it. No. And so I came up with this idea or this epiphany came to me as a high is it's, it's the flipping of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid mm. and then you flip it. So if you remember your psychology days and Abraham Maslow, the pyramid starts with this base of your human physical needs. Right. If you think back to the early days of the pandemic, what was everyone focused on the most? It was toilet paper. I mean, we were very physically oriented because right. When you're in an insecure state, the human nature is to go to making sure your physical needs are met. And, and control, where we're trying to control, control. yes. Yeah. So then the next one are more of the, um, uh, you know, competence things, like you're starting to get into, uh, you know, your, um, and then you have your relationships and then belonging work, and yeah, belonging. Yeah. work your way up the pyramid is what I'm right. saying. And the top is self-actualization. 
Well, what happens is what if you run out of time and you don't get to self-actualization? And that's what a lot of people do, right? They say, well, I'll do it when I retire. I'll travel when I retire. Or I'll, you know, write the book when I retire or when the kids leave home or I'll do this when this happens. And they, they don't, um, they live lives of meaningless existence, right? Right, right. Yeah. So if you flip the pyramid and you start with self-actualization, if you mm -hmm. think about it, if you focus on what is meaningful for you, meaningful work, meaningful connection, you know, beyond self-care, which is important, but if you are focused on that, then you will have, you will be most connected with others because you will be in integrity with yourself, right? You will be more, you know, capable and competent. You will achieve at a higher level because you will be living what you were designed to do and that leads to, you know, the physical needs, right? I mean, if, you know, that is, you know, in terms of self-care and-, and Right, right. It's, it's, it's like you are then aligned. You are in sync with who you really are. And those other things sort of just happen because you've connected with your true nature. I love this concept so much. Flipping the the pyramid is, is such a good idea. And that's what you mean when you say, how can you love the life you have when you're working to co-create and co-create the life of your dreams, right? It's a both and. Because I, I, I for myself, and I see many people as well, uh, we, we either love what we're doing right now or we're like, okay, well, I'll create it over here and I'll do it over here. <laughs> it's not like an ant, right? And it was actually Hal Elrod that, that taught that to me. I, when I started to be able to see the perspective where it can be a both and, you can love now and still create a future that is fulfilling and meaningful and connected. Right. Um, it doesn't have to be... Um, you know, separate, if you will. So, and that, that was a huge part of my journey because the, this, this journey, the one thing, you know, that's comes out of the heroine's story is that it's, it's very cyclical. It's yes. very, yeah, it's illustrated in a circle because you, you go out into this calling to adventure and you learn things and you grow and you make connections and relationships and you do things that are meaningful. And then you come back with treasures for yourself or your community. And then you go back out again. It, it's right. you just got to want it done. Right. No. no, and it can happen in different areas of your life at the same time. Wouldn't you agree? You get a call in your career life. You get a call in your relationship life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. Yeah. So that was um, when I had that, you know, epiphany or awareness I started to see things differently because um, before I, I was I mean, father's German, I have a very strong German work ethic. And, and so much of what I was doing was for the future, which has value, but I was missing so much of the now. It's such an important message and such a unique way, I think, to look at it. But let me ask you this. Um, you could talk about this and talk about Maslow and flipping the pyramid and and everything and not ever mention the heroine's journey. 
So why, and people ask me this too. They say, Susanna, this is self-development. Just talk about it that way. You know, but I feel, well, uh, let me ask you. So why did you choose to put your whole book in the framework of the heroine's journey? Well, because people relate with a story. And if you just think about other stories and what you will more likely remember, you're more likely to resonate with a character and a story. Uh, I really, even though it has aspects of my journey and aspects of many women's journeys, um, it I wanted it to be so that people could see how the story would relate to them. Right. And that was really a key aspect to writing the the um and, and calling it a heroine story. And as I mentioned earlier on, there are many hero stories. We need more heroine stories. So, so I wanted true. Yeah, I wanted to say it like that. And I also wanted to show that um that you could be a heroine in so many different arenas. Right. right. You know, the arena of, of you know family relationships, the arena of business and work, the arena of uh, you know, community, the arena, there's, there are so many opportunities to, to, um, to live out your call to adventure and your heroine story. And I think part of the problem or the, the, the block that we might have with the fact that the hero stories are the most prevalent is that, yes, they're all male, but they're also big action kind of conquer this or achieve this you know and it's not so much something about exactly what yours was was how do I look at my busy life and flip it and make it meaningful that's so important that's we're on this in this life for so many reasons and meaning is huge and so to live a life without meaning that's pretty sad so you're your journey and then here you are sharing it sharing the message which is exactly what the heroine does she returns to her village or her community and shares her gifts with the world with her community that's well that's why i love dorothy's story i mean if you think about dorothy's story if she had both an internal struggle and an exterior event right she had yeah she was not happy in kansas no, she was and bored. She was bored. Yep. And there was a twister. And <laughs> took her to Oz. Right. And and it's it's true so often. Sometimes it's an internal struggle. Sometimes it's an exterior event. Right. Sometimes it's both and. Right. Um, but, but when people, women can see that, then they go, oh, this is my calling. Right. It's not right. happening to me. This is happening for me. Oh. The circumstance itself is not meaningful except for how I think about it and feel about it. And then how I take action on it to, to live the life I love, yeah. right? As I create and co-create the life of my dreams. So it's it then puts back to my very beginning. Epiphany was I am empowered to live the life I love. Yeah, which you know maybe that's got that maybe that's where we all have to start, right? I think so because isn't that what Dorothy realized or what the Good Witch helped her see? 
she helped her see that she went on this journey, but she had it inside her all along. As did the scarecrow and the lion and the tin man. Such a message. Yeah, I have it inside them. So if if you're listening to this and you're going, oh, that's great for Karen. She's got blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to say it's for you too. I mean, I, I don't know what your journey holds, but I do know that if you're feeling it, then it it's it's there it's, and it's knocking yes. yeah yeah and it is an unknown and that's part of this journey right you you're going to go to lands that you've never been before if you look at it as an adventure like you know the dr seuss book of all the places you'll go then you can look at it with you know curiosity and excitement and instead of you know fear and judgment it's that i yeah i so and pleased that you relate to that Oz story as much as I do. And the, another point about it, everyone is so in terror of the witch. And I find that so many of the women I work with, fear is at the bottom. That's what's stopping them. And, and with the Oz story, you can say, yeah, but look at how she was finally vanquished. They just threw water on her and she melted, <laughs> you know, so much of our fear is apprehension of what might happen, right? And it often doesn't ever happen. Yeah. Well, and Dorothy did have her friends with her, right? And so I would say, you know, if you're, because if you think about it, those epiphanies that happened with me, they happened amongst a group of friends. Right, right. A group of friends who were helping me see, you know, the, the calling in myself, the best in myself. Right. And so if you're, if you're in that place and, you know, do what Dorothy did, <laughs> you know, go find a lion. Yeah. yeah. Find someone with courage and find someone with brains and find someone with heart. Right. right. And those people in our lives. And I know from the work I do with my women's groups that women are exceptional at helping each other and encouraging each other. Yeah. So now I'm going to ask you, with all the learning and wisdom you've already shared with the people listening, if they were going to only remember one thing, Karen, from you today that you really, please don't forget this, what would you say to them? Well, that if I could do it, you can too. You know, it's that you know classic poster, you know. I mean, I really want to empower women to believe in themselves. And if you don't feel the belief in yourself right now that that borrow mine and Suzanne's I mean we believe in you and if we can do it you can too and so we just I just want to be that person who helps shine the light on that everyone has a calling and it's your adventure it's your journey to be on and 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 like I said if I can do it you can too right and we're on the road with you right I mean we're facing our own what's the next call and and facing our own fear about going into the unknown. So you are not alone. Yeah. Well, all I can say, Karen Briscoe, is I'm so happy that we connected <laughs> and I hope we keep doing it. Absolutely. I, I'm always excited and looking forward to what the next is. So I'm like, okay, you know, where do I go from here? And often it's people make that suggestion. Like, like if you, if you go back to my journey, I have people that 
suggested things to me. And first I may have dismissed him or said, not now, not me. But then I started to say, well, maybe this is the universe, you know, and it's my Tapping me on the shoulder. Yeah. So I, that begs the question, is what there, is <laughs> yeah, is somebody suggesting something now? Well, it, it definitely um, right now is expanding my coaching opportunity. So I'm offering life coaching um, for mega agents and those who want to be. Now you may say, well, I'm not a mega agent. Um, it's really people who are in the sales uh, space is who are most of my clients. And I am expanding that. So if that's something that seems of interest to you and resonates with you on how I've achieved a high level success in my business and life, because often, sometimes what happens, oftentimes what happens is people that are very high achievers, <laughs> they are high achievers in that arena and other things are right, um, right. Left to uh, um, suffer or not live, you know, their full life. And so that's what my, my coaching is. So right. that is something I would offer to your community if anybody's out there and and that resonates with them to reach out. So on the website, there's a, a way to schedule a time to visit with me to see if it'd right. be a good fit. And Karen's website is five minutes success with the number five success.com, which again, we'll put in the show notes, but that's the best way to reach you is to go to your website and find you that way. Yes, or, or social media. I'm on all the platforms. I'm sure you've got all that too. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Well, this is great. And I'm so glad you're expanding your coaching because you're going to help a lot of people. So bravo to you. And thank you again. And I wish you continued success. And I wish you to, to be on your call to adventure because I think that's exciting as well. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I hope you'll tune in again for the next podcast, my next interview, which you'll see in a couple weeks. Okay, take care, everyone, and great travels on your heroine's journey. And I got to You've been listening to the podcast for Real Life Heroines with Susanna Liller. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to connect with Susanna outside of the show, please do. You can email Susanna at SusannaLillard.com and visit the website at SusannaLillard.com. Let's get social. Instagram at Susanna Liller, Facebook Susanna Liller, author, speaker, and coach. Don't forget to subscribe to the show for easy access to our next episode. And a like and review would be very helpful. Until next time, remember to follow your inner guidance to grow and evolve.